Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Shap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap sitting down with Alicia Cash, former Little Rock Trojan and assistant basketball coach currently of your Little Rock women's basketball team. You can find Big Talk on Little Rock anywhere you find your podcast. Cash, thanks for sitting down with us. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. So what's it been like with COVID as an assistant basketball coach? Because you're not able to go on the road and recruit. The NCAA is not going to let you do that at the earliest January 1st of 2021. And then even probably then they're going to push it even further away. So it's going to be maybe a whole calendar year of no on-the-road recruiting. Uh, It's definitely different, you know, this year, just with COVID happening, you know, right after season in March and not anticipating that it could be drug out this long. But it is something serious. And, you know, the main thing is just making sure that everyone is safe and coaches going out recruiting and stuff to NCAA didn't decided that it wouldn't probably be a good deal then you know safety comes first so we'll just have to go through and uh, do more scouting services more videos and stuff highlight films game films of kids to try to recruit them that way more communication with AU coaches with high school coaches kids you know because we're not physically able to be out and get a chance to see them What's it been like since you got back from Lafayette, Louisiana? I know it was a difficult uh, tournament losing to the host down there, the Raging Cajuns. But even if you would have won that game, the tournament essentially would have been over then. Mm -hmm. I guess a blessing in disguise or a blessing would have been that if you had won that game, you could say, well, we won the last game we played. (laughs) Yeah, we could have. Ended the season as winners, you yeah, know. Back-to-back victories. Back-to-back victories, which would have been huge going into off season, But it didn't happen that way. Um, and I think when we were just riding back, you know, we knew our men were getting ready to head to New Orleans and wanted to wish them the best of luck. But, you know, they got the phone call that they had to turn around. So just kind of looking at tournaments that were being canceled, you know, those next couple days, it was – it was pretty sad to see because, you know, you think about it for the seniors that they just don't get that opportunity to play their conference tournament. Um, you know, some conferences you have to win the conference tournament to go to the NTA. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just the most disappointing thing is, you know, the hurt for those seniors not getting a chance to experience that March Madness and get that opportunity to go. We've talked enough about COVID. I, I, I It seems like every time I sit down and do one of these with a with – a, a coach or a former player, it, it's always revolving around COVID. And I want to try and start moving away from that. So I'm going to take you back to your senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Okay. Way back. <laughs> not 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 as far back as some. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go back to your senior year of high school. You're being recruited. And why did you decide on Little Rock? Um. Being from the state of Texas, at that particular time, you know, we could play AU tournaments and we could get a chance to play on college campuses at their arenas, at their, you know, practice gyms and stuff like that. And, of course, that has changed, you know, to up to date to where we are now. But I got a chance to see a lot of the college campuses in, in Texas. And for me, I was really looking for 
something uh, that I could try to go in and, and be a part of, you know, changing something around. And not ever being to the state of Arkansas, uh, me and my mom flew out here and did a campus visit seen the apartments and got a chance to talk to coach Lang at the time she was the head coach here um just felt like it was a good fit you know try to get the program rebuilt because it came back in 99 so uh just thought it could be something special and two years later you know coach Foley came in and I got a chance to learn a lot about him and uh was up for the challenge and I I've enjoyed every moment of it well, let's let's go back to to Coach Tracy Stewart Lang, and you you come. You're a freshman. Um, tough, difficult season. Mm-hmm. Tough couple of difficult seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, with her, what what kept you? What kept driving you? Is I guess the question I'm trying to get at during those difficult times. Um, just you know, believing in myself. You know, having my parents support, uh, neither one of my parents believed in quitting, you know, believed in, you know, giving up on anything and, and just walking away from it. And so when we made the decision to come here, you know, this was the four years that I was going to spend here because, you know, it was about basketball, but it was also about my education. And I really enjoyed, you know, my four years of being here as a undergrad and then going on and continue to get my master's program um, in education here. And so just looking at it, you know, that I wasn't going to give up on anything. I was going to go through the grind, go through the fire. And I did that for my first two years. Uh, then coach, like I said, coach Foley came in. What was that like? <laughs> coach Foley. Okay. Coach Lang is gone. Mm-hmm. And Coach Foley's introduced as the next women's basketball coach at Little Rock. Mm-hmm. What was that first team meeting, that first official team meeting with Coach Foley like? Uh, well, it was totally different because we went from a female head coach to a male head coach. And um, it was great. You know, I didn't know, you know, a lot about Coach Foley at the time. But I did start doing my research as I heard that he was going to be our new women's basketball coach here. And so, I mean, Coach Foley has a great record. And I'm like, you know, if he's doing something, you know, positive and taking a chance to come here, I'm going to give him all I got. And so we got a chance to just sit down and talk to each other and kind of just understand his philosophy. And, I mean, we hit it off from the start. You guys hit it off. You and he mm-hmm. hit it off. The wins didn't necessarily come overnight, though. No. It took some time. Yes. Um, Coach Foley has always been honest, you know, and he was. He just told me, he said, I'm going to give you guys everything I got, but I'm not going to guarantee that it's going to be victories, you know, off the, off the start. And so um, he let me know that it was going to be a process. You know, he he needed to have his time to recruit kids to get in here and start getting juniors and seniors that's been in the program for the wins to really come. I mean, we we did some great things that first year, uh, but we were still a young team. We were still all like freshmen, you know, with him because we didn't know what to expect. What was what was off season like with him? I've was it 
how much of a difference was it from Coach Lang to what Coach Foley wanted? And then what were practices like? Um, well, we probably only had like eight players. I know once Coach Foley accepted the job, two of my former teammates quit just because they heard that he was tough. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, you know. So to me it just says that if we're going from a situation to where we weren't successful and we're getting uh, a coach that's coming in that has been successful, you got to give them an opportunity if this is something that you want. You know, if you, if you want it to be easy and you don't want anyone yelling at you or working you hard, then, yeah, this is probably not going to be the place for you. But like I said, it went back to just conversations that I had with my, my parents and stuff, and it was like, you know, this is what you asked for. This is what you wanted. So, you know, be ready to accept whatever role you need to take and whatever he wants you to do for him. We're going to get into more of Coach Cash and Coach Foley. Well, player Cash right. before <laughs> she became Coach Cash. When we come back, this segment brought to you by Jason's Deli. We're back with more Big Talk on Little Rock after this. Stay with us. You're born amazing, and at Baptist Health, we want to keep you that way. In fact, that's our mission, to not only provide the most skilled doctors and nurses to heal you from sickness or injury and comprehensive care to support your recovery, but also to be your guide to health. Also, you can keep on inspiring, keep on reaching, and keep on amazing. See some of Baptist Health's amazing stories at keeponamazing.com. The sound of squeaking shoes racing down the court. Everyone holding their breath for the free throw. Then exhaling and shouts when the ball falls through the net. Sharing nachos and chanting every cheer by heart. Always supporting the home team, no matter the score. Fans are loyal in Arkansas. It makes us proud to be loyal, too. For more than 80 years, First Security has been investing in our home state and nowhere else. First Security Bank, only in Arkansas. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap sitting down with Alicia Cash, former women's basketball player, current assistant coach for the Little Rock Trojans. Okay, so your senior year, mm-hmm. um, expectations are what? Are you talking about high school or are you talking about no, college? No, no, college. When okay. you're here, Coach Foley's been here now, and it's your senior year. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations? So going into my senior year, um, that – you know, expectations were still, you know, high for us as a team, you know, to try to reach our goals. We had set our own goals of what we could do. Um, he had a chance to get a chance to recruit uh, two great Arkansas players, which was Jocelyn Love. Which is, uh, her name is Jocelyn Love Ashton now. And Heather Morris. And so uh, having those two young ladies come into the program, it really, you know, speeded up the tempo. Um, gave us, you know, good outshot shooting again. And I mean, we were, we were ready to, to battle anyone, you know, at that particular time, we still had Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, Mm -hmm. um, that were in our conference. And those were not easy games to get ready to play against. Those were great basketball teams. Um, and so no one expected us to win. You know, so we were going to go out and play hard and just see what happens, you know. And that's what we did. And we shocked 
you know, some of them and, and got some victories. And then, so after that, you're, you're, you've uh, graduated. Mm-hmm. And then take me through your next couple of years of becoming a member of his staff. Um, last, well, let's go to the last game of my senior year, okay. which was uh, in the conference tournament. And we played Denver, and we we beat Denver. Um, and that was the first postseason victory for the basketball team. And so we felt pretty good about it. And then we had to get ready to take on Western Kentucky. Oh and boy. so Western Kentucky came out and threw a, a diamond and two, I believe, on – on uh, me and Jocelyn. And so it was very difficult, but, you know, couldn't make our shots. We had just played the day before against Denver and Western had a bye, so they were fresh. And, you know, our shots wasn't uh, falling, but, you know, we still had that competitive drive. We were playing defense, making it hard for them. And I just remember uh, the Western Kentucky coach, she was like, you know, you had a heck of a career, you done great things and I I believe that coach is going to get this program turned around and probably not going to want to see you guys down the road here in a little bit but she she congratulated me and you know that was it and just having time to reflect back on my college career I felt like I've I've given everything that I could give and there were no regrets you know and just going moving forward you know of course I finished Get my master's. Right. And um, coach, he, he called me in and he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I would like to go into coaching. And he was like, okay. So a couple weeks later, he came back and wanted to see if I was interested in becoming the director of basketball operations. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> sure, that would be great, you know, to get a chance now to see the other side from a player going transition into coaching and seeing what it's all about. Because as a college player, you have no idea what the right what the behind the coaches scenes, and stuff go, go through, through. Yeah. and just the day to day grind that it is. So Coach Weedor was here and you know showed me a whole bunch of notes, told me a whole bunch of things, and really took his time. And you know, I'm I'm very thankful that you know he did that for me. And um, it was a different experience, you know. I still had teammates, or now that I was on the coach staff, it yeah, was well, a little so, different. So were they still friends? <laughs> I mean, could you be buddy-buddy with them, or did you have to say, like, no, 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 we got to separate that now? Well, I mean, it was always a respect, you know, just from being a senior and trying to help them and, and guide them through to now being the director of basketball ops. Of course, I wasn't just hard nose on them but you know it was it was a difficult transition because it was like you don't you have to find your your spots of what to say to them when to say it to them and not expect them to say you know you just played with us last year you know and so coach them that they never put me in that position so uh it was good I, I liked it and then you move out of the director of basketball ops position into mm-hmm. an assistance role. How, well, that, I leave. how did that move go? Yeah, you left, but yeah. but then how did that move go coming back? Um, well, coach called me. I was in Dallas working at Duncanville, and um, we had Coach Michael Smith. 
he left and took a head coaching job. And then Coach Foley's daughter, Miranda, was here. She left and decided to go proceed, you know, something outside of basketball. So it was two spots that were open. She probably got tired of telling her dad, you need to do this, (laughs) and he wouldn't do it. Pretty much, yeah, because <laughs> I'm sure those conversations carried over to the house, you know, <laughs> at, at the dinner table. <laughs> it's funny to see them still communicate about just different situations and stuff. But um, getting ready to come back, I knew it was going to be different from even being the director of basketball ops um, to going out and actually having to recruit, you know, building relationships with student athletes and trying to get them to come here. And uh, but I've I've enjoyed it, you know, the journey that it's been. It's been great. And now they 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 call you the mama bear, the mama hen, the the stir that or the straw that stirs the drink um, of this this program because you have interactions with every. Not that the other coaches don't, mm-hmm. but being a female. Mm-hmm. and the other coaches being male, there's a little bit of a different relationship that you have with the ladies. Right. Um, it's fun. You know, I know that I've I've been here for a while, um, seen several players come through, you know, graduate, move on, call back, um, ask me to, you know, do favors, write letter recommendations for them because they're trying to get a job, start their career, and – that part makes me feel good because, you know, they call me back and uh, check on me, you know, check and ask how Bailey is and, uh, you know, just touching base. You know, it, it, it's a good feeling because they know that, you know, we care about them. I care about them. I'm going to help them, you know, get what fix whatever problem is we need to get fixed. And they feel comfortable. And I like that fact. Because I'm just being myself, but I, I do love these kids. I like watching practice because there are times when Coach Foley will really get on them. Coach Weedor can get on them. Not as much as Coach Foley does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Brazel can get on them. Mm-hmm. Not as much as Coach Foley does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then here's Coach Cash on the side, and all of a sudden it's an arm around and say, look, I've been there. Yeah. He, he, he got on to me just like that. Yeah. And I remember it. And here's what you need to do. Yep. Um, and that's that's the the thing that I think me and Coach Foley have been around each other for so long. You know, he can walk in in the morning, and you can kind of sense what kind of feeling you're going to get from for practice. So I try to alert the girls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to let them know that hey, you send you out know, a text message. Like, uh, hey. He walked by the office. He didn't say a word today. Right. Y'all better be ready. Right, right. And so, um, you know, I just try to try to help them, you know, let them know that, yeah, you're you're going through a moment right now, but let's not stay there. Let's get ourselves out of that situation that we're in. And I think they like it. You know, all of us have different roles on the staff, and everyone, you know, just – just does their part you know just to let the kids know if you screw up let's fix the problem let's move on from it you know and that's that's the part that I like to let them know that just because you're you know messing up right now doesn't mean you have to stay there and I think another thing too is the way he allows you to be yourself Mm -hmm. one but then also allows you to involve others like Bailey Mm -hmm. you see her around at practice 
at times, and, and she's having a great time hanging around the, the team, the players. She knows everybody. Well, Bailey thinks that she's part of the coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, it's great. I think that goes back to the whole family atmosphere that we have is that, you know, bring her up here. It's not warning if you're going to get called in the office or anything like that. I remember a couple of times when she was young, you know, maybe like two or three, she'll come in here with the coach's office with a coloring book and some colors. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my kid, where is my kid at? And I hear her back here and I'm like, Try not to freak out, but tell her to come on out of coach's office. He's doing work, and he's like, no, go finish doing what you have to do. Me and Bailey are going to color. <laughs> and so, you know, just to see that, that makes me feel good because it's it's my kid, but it's it's the whole village. The whole village takes their, their role into, you know, helping develop her as a young lady. I wonder if, if he looks at it, and I haven't asked him this as – okay, you were one of my kids playing for me. Mm-hmm. This could be like a grandkid, mm-hmm. basically. And I've heard it been said before. I don't know where it came from, but uh, most parents would rather have the grandkids first if they could. <laughs> yeah. But they I keep, see, they keep the kids out the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, and I see the way he interacts with his grandkids. And mm-hmm. I know he said, he's told me, hey, when I'm done, I'm done. I'm not going to be in a gym. I'm not going to be doing this. And All I right. said, well, wait a second, coach. What if one of your grandkids comes up and says, Coach, can you help me with – or they don't call him Coach, they call him Papa Joe. Papa, Papa Joe, Joe yep. can you help me with my shooting or something? He said, I'll be right there. He sure will. <laughs> Papa Joe, can you come to my game? I'll be right there. Be right there, yeah. And so I think you're you're seeing that or you saw that mm-hmm. with Bailey in here trying to color at a young age. And he's right. like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in here and color with Bailey. Right, right. You go work, I'm going to – have fun with Bailey. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was it was good, you know, and of course she's older now, so it's just like I wonder if Coach is going to be retire. to coach her right. as tall as she is right now <laughs> he at might, her age. He might take a break for a couple years and, and then, then come, come back, back out of retirement yeah, and then come back. Special assistant to the head coach that right. year, maybe. Well, you know, just um, – with some of my close friends that I have that have played here, you know, we all have kids now, you right. know, and hey, it just happens that all of them are girls. Oh boy! <laughs> so he can have a, a second, a second generation of some Trojans coming in from that be some former players. If he yeah. does that, it might be more than eight hundred <laughs> wins. The basketball's here in his office as we talk. It right, right. Starts at five hundred at the bottom, goes up to eight. Uh, there might be nine hundred by the time we get. To, to that who knows hopefully who knows we'll take one more break this segment was brought to you by triple s alarm we'll come back and wrap it up with coach cash after this stay with us at stevens our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own to seize opportunity to anticipate rather than react to deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world and to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals a proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. 
For 100 years, Chevy trucks have been a part of the American landscape because they're as strong and dependable as the people who drive them. And as they're passed down through each new generation, one thing remains the same. Chevy trucks, like the legendary Silverado, come from the family of the most dependable, longest-lasting full-size pickups on the road. So make the right choice with the Chevy Silverado and see your Arkansas's best Chevy dealers. Dependability based on longevity, 1987 to 2017 full-size pickup registrations. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap sitting down with Alicia Cash, former Little Rock Trojan and now assistant basketball coach for the women. Cash, I want to take you back. Uh, the game you remember the most mm-hmm. and what happened in it when you played here at Little Rock? Um, the game that I remember the most would probably be the victory over – Middle Tennessee State. Um, They came in as number one in the conference. I don't believe that they even took a practice the day before. Oh, so they just just thought they would come in here, put on the jersey, lace up the shoes, and be all good. Right. And so, um, you know, you got top Did Coach use that as motivation for you all? Actually, Coach didn't even say anything to us. Our manager told us. Really? Our manager said that she waited, and they called probably like 30 minutes past their start time and said they weren't coming. So she she let us all know that they, they're not even taking a uh, practice time, you know, against for you guys. So... You know, we were all hanging out at the apartments, you know, just kind of going over stuff. And we were like, you know, it's kind of like a, a insult slap in the face that you're going to come in here and just think you're going to have a guaranteed victory. So we came out that day because it was an early game. It was Saturday. I believe it was a 2 o'clock game. And we just played lights out. We knew the scouting report from top to bottom which shoulder the post players were going to go over. We were screaming it out. We were calling out their plays. We were, you know, just anticipating. And we just had, like, one of the best games to where the shots were falling. Defense was great. And Coach was sitting on the bench, you know. Didn't have anything to do except watch. Just watch. Just watch. And, um, you know, we won the game. And and felt pretty good. And coach was like, hey, you know, you guys prepared yourselves. You knew what to expect. Uh, they obviously didn't prepare themselves. And so uh, that was a that was a great game. Now take me. You're on the bench. Mm-hmm. Assistant coach. You sit right next to Coach Foley. Mm-hmm. That's got to be fun. Um, I've now, it the, didn't start out that way. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> but you do now. Yes. And, I, and I've had the fortune of being able to sit close at times at certain venues. Uh, and I can hear the interaction mm-hmm. with him and, and the coaching staff and some of the players and sometimes some of the officials. And sometimes he'll even look at me and talk to me while I'm trying to do the game. Right. And, um, but is there a, a game that sticks out in your time on on staff? Um, just to sit next to him and hear comments that I will not share. Uh, no, you can't do that. You have to <laughs> at least tell us one or two of them. <laughs> I, it feels like we're thinking about 
the same thing. You know, we're seeing the same thing. Like, just, I'm like, gosh, you know, maybe one of the kids are not play- getting over, you know, on post-defense. We went over that. And it. I find myself saying the same thing that he's saying. And so I just think over the years that just kind of being around him and, and knowing his philosophy and what his expectations are, you know, us as coaches, we're looking for the same thing. And we know the key points of the game that's going to help us win. And if we're not getting those done, we're not going to have a chance. So um, it's pretty interesting, you know, to to see those things. Obviously, this year the schedule is still up in right. in the air. We don't know what it's – we have an idea. We don't know all of it. The conference just came out a couple of days ago and said, okay, we're going to go to – uh, divisions only, mm-hmm. and you're going to play a team back-to-back on a mm-hmm. Friday and a Saturday. That's got to be difficult. Um, and then we don't know the non-conference. Coach Foley always likes to schedule tough non-conference opponents. We know some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you do you like the fact that he's always going to play that tough non-conference schedule? And this was supposed to be the year that we were going to open on the road in Connecticut playing the UConn Huskies. Right. Um, coach is always up for a challenge, and I think it's good to get our young kids to to play a, a tough non-conference just so they can kind of understand how far they have to go to grow as a player in their career instead of just playing, you know, some teams that are guaranteed victories, and it kind of pumps their ego up, and he doesn't want that. You know, he wants you to go out and play the best teams because those are the teams that you can possibly play in March. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be shell-shocked when you play them in March because you've already played them in the non-conference. So I think it's a great philosophy that he has and and to get our kids, you know, ready. And they've been ready twice because they've beaten teams in March that some didn't give them a chance to beat. A Georgia Tech in Norman Mm -hmm. in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then a Texas A&M when he got his 700th win Mm -hmm. out in Arizona in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And I still go back, Cash, to that year. Uh, That was my first year of of doing the play-by-play for the Little Rock women's basketball team. But that Arizona State game, outside of a bad officiating call Mm -hmm. down the stretch and a heave from about 30 feet away to beat the shot clock that bounces off the backboard and goes in right little rock is in the sweet 16 for the first time ever yeah and you know that one still stings because you had control of the game you know for just about the whole time about 37 minutes right until probably like the last three minutes or so um and, you know, you can still go back and you can think of that that moment, you know, after all the success that we've had, you know, here and teams that we've beat, you still think about that game of what could have been, you know, making it to the Sweet 16, you know, Little Rock, you know, advancing and did beating Texas A&M and Arizona State. Did that take him a while to get over? I think it took us all a while to get over uh, because you knew that, that senior class and that team really had great chemistry um, and they were unselfish. They didn't care who scored the ball, who got the shots. And, you know, it, it, it just stinks because of the way that it ended. You know, it was a great year, had great success. But to finish it out like that, it, it still sticks to you to this day. So, you know, 
all of the players very well. Mm-hmm. Give us an insight into this team. What's the chemistry like with this year's Trojans? Obviously um, different than last year's because there are missing pieces that, you know, have gone on from last year. And each year's different. Um, but you've got some back, and then you've got transfers, and then you've got a freshman class that has come in as well. What's the makeup of this team? And obviously last year was a, a year that we want to put behind us mm-hmm. completely and just – wipe it away that mm-hmm. it never happened. Um, so what's the, what's the makeup of this team in your mind? Um, this team has talent. Uh, they're still young, and we have two transfers that are going to be eligible to play this year. And so we're seeing great work ethic, um, more speed to the game, getting up and down. Um, I think they're, they're starting to, to get a chance to know each other. And, of course, this year was different. We usually bring our kids in, in in June, but we had to wait until July to bring them. So still just trying to get a chance to know the, the young kids and, you know, what are their expectations. But they're working hard in practice. Um, I think they're getting after it on the defensive end and making each drill that we do more competitive. And so I like that. You know, practice is fun. Uh, the girls are getting along, you know. I know they've had a couple things that they've done as a team, just them together. And so when you hear that going on, that means that they're bonding more off the floor. And it might be because of COVID because they can't go anywhere, you know. They have to stay around each other. And now that, you know, kind of have an idea how the the conference play is going to be planned on a Friday, Saturday, you know, the, the upperclassmen are talking to the young kids and, you know, telling them, hey, you know, this is the year that you really have to have your your body together. Sleep is important. Eating right is is uh, definitely, you know, something at the top that that they have to do because it's going to take more than just the starting five and the six man off the bench playing a back to back game. If you are on the road recruiting, how do you sell Little Rock? Sell Little Rock by. Being honest with the parents, um, with the student athlete, letting them know that it's going to be tough. You know, um, it's not going to always be uh, peaches and cream, but we're going to, you know, give our best to make your daughter be the the best young lady walking out of here as after four years of being in the program. Um, of course, I you probably have said this on on um you know the podcast with other coaches or with coach foley that you know every kid that he's had that's played for Mm -hmm. him for four years has graduated and that's something that i really take pride in you know because i'm over the academic part and so just to let the kids know that you're going to play for a great coach a hall of fame coach um a coach that's going to be honest with you a coach that is not afraid to tell you that you are going to work hard. Um, it's not going to be easy. But if you stay with us and and buy into the program, you'll walk out here, you know, as a 21, 22-year-old lady that's ready for the real world, you know. And I think that's just kind of how our our program is because the kids live in apartments. So they, they get that understanding of paying bills, budgeting money. You know, they understand the hard work, 
to be honest with each other, look at each other in the eye. And, you know, they're pretty good when they, they leave out. Most of our lady, young ladies have started their careers. I know we've had a couple of them that have already had uh, jobs that have been guaranteed to them before they've even graduated. Mm-hmm. So you look back at things like that and you feel good because you you set your your kids up to leave your program and they're ready to go. They're not just moving back home trying to figure out what's my next step. Well, hopefully this season will be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that we don't have to go to Troy, Alabama this year. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, we'll probably see them in Pensacola, which will be just fine. Okay. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it's a good year mm-hmm. and looking forward to it. And then hopefully we can get a vaccine sometime soon. Yep. And next year we'll be all back to normal and we'll get to play UConn in the Jack Stevens Center. And that'll just be fun. That'll be great. A great atmosphere to have UConn come into Little Rock. That should be an exciting game to see. Cash, thanks so much for the time. All right, no problem. That's Alicia Cash, former Little Rock Trojan and current assistant basketball coach. I'm Trey Schapp. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in uh, or stay tuned in, and we'll have another podcast coming your way. Big Talk on Little Rock. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Schapp. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics. Little Rock Athletics.